up, Danny? What's up, Ty? Fucking happy birthday. Thanks, man. <laughs> That's what's up. Uh, and I forgot, I was actually going to start this episode completely different. So uh, we're not actually going to cut it, but let's pretend like we're starting this again for the first time. <laughs> fucking happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. This is our fucking Thanksgiving week episode. We couldn't have chose two finer turkeys to fucking roast either. I think you're absolutely right about that. By now, you've seen the episode title. We're doing a double header for y'all. I'm not sure how this is going to go. I haven't been impressed with the way we've handled double headers in the past. <laughs> That's on us. We'll try our best. But I'm not afraid of offending these movies. <laughs> so, we are going to be doing the oh, 2018? Yeah, is that 20, the inside? I mean, Technically, it was filmed in 2016, but it was released in 2018. Yeah. Yeah, so the 2018 inside and the 20... 15 2015 martyrs. martyrs that's right these are the remakes <laughs> of the new french extremity films we decided to watch them so you don't have to <laughs> i'm overselling how bad they truly are because i would still watch both of these over death house i would watch one of these over belco i agree with you there <laughs> which is saying a lot i mean not really but kind of mm-hmm they are definitely lower down on the list of movies we've done, though. Yeah. I'm kind of excited to get to talking about them, though. I am, too, to be quite frank. I'm not... Well, we'll get there. How was your week? Honestly, it was really good. Um, I know we had the week off because we decided to do the doubleheader. So, with that in mind, it gave me a chance to catch up on some films that I've been kind of putting on the back burner, but finally got around to. So, one of them, I know I mentioned to you off-air is that I did catch up and watched Takashi Miike's Blade of the Immortal. So we check haven't, that out. We haven't talked since I've watched it, too. Because yeah. I watched it first, motherfucker. I know. <laughs> right? But I have caught up on it. Like I know you you said you had seen it, so we've both seen it at this point. I did watch Jennifer Kent's, the director of The Babadook, her sophomore film, The Nightingale. I really enjoyed it. It's not one I'd recommend for everybody. It is a rather bleak film. But I really enjoyed it. Like, I really mm -hmm. did. I really appreciated that film. It's not a true horror film in the sense that, you know, some of the other films we review, but it's definitely for fans of time period pieces, too. So, did that. Just, you know, catching up with Castle Rock, really enjoying this season. And then more so or less, just kind of same old shit, <laughs> to be quite frank. Right. Well, I do want to mention, before I get into my news... That we did also go watch Parasite. Yeah, we did. We've seen quite a few films. And Doctor Sleep. <laughs> Doctor Sleep. We're not going to throw impressions on the end of this episode because we're already doing a double header. No kidding. Uh, but extremely short version. I did enjoy them both. Parasite a lot more than I enjoyed Doctor Sleep. I agree with you there. Well, like I said, without getting into too much depth for different reasons, of course. Mm -hmm. But. Yeah, I mean, aside from just the home viewings of certain films, yeah, we've been some busy bees at the theaters lately. Yeah, it's been great. Yeah, The Lighthouse, Parasite, Doctor Sleep. It's been a good two weeks. God, we've actually been at the Roxy a lot for once, too. I know, right? I've been three times in the last two weeks. It's okay, I'll be going catching knives out at the AMC here yeah. before too long. Okay, ooh, so I got I got news. I got big news. Yeah, we, we have yeah, to yeah. announce it by now, right? I'm totally Cause, done. Because the website, well, the website's changed. If you go to the website, you know already. <laughs> By the time you hear this episode, the website will have been changed for a week. So we're starting a fucking podcast network. It's really and there's cool. only two of us, so, I mean, two shows so far, three of us total, because I'm on both shows. So far, 
But the idea is, is this might expand, and it's set up to expand. So, if you guys don't want to hear me talk about horror movies, <laughs> I got general nerdery going on now. And it's just what the name says. We're going to be talking about nerd shit. You heard Zach back on our episode with Swamp Thing. Right. He is the new co-host and the other member of the triumvirate. Yeah, dude. Which I'm excited for, too, because he's a man of a lot of knowledge when it comes to general nerdery. So, perfect home. So, I can't guarantee that general nerdery's first episode will be up by the time you hear this episode. Just because I want to make sure that everything starts going up as smoothly as possible. I've had enough headaches on the computer <laughs> just last night when I was changing the website around. Normally, I would really appreciate it if you guys found something broken on the website and pointed it out. But the fact is, is I know that there's broken shit on the website right now. So shut up about it for like two weeks. Give me a little bit of time. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's not all changed over yet, but... There was so much that I had changed that it made more sense to make the new template go live than to keep with the old template yeah, because understandable. some of the internal links had already just been fuckered with. So, Well, for those who do want to know or need to know, it is under construction, but it is up and running. It's under construction. It's up and running. You probably won't be able to stream our entire back archive, but you should probably be able to stream at least the latest 20 episodes if not more. Yeah, so. that'll at least catch you up to date with us. So that's really cool. But And the rest will be coming extremely soon. There's only so many Some hours in a day. Yeah, exactly. No big deal. There's only deal. so many hours in a day. And it's, like I said, it's being set up for the future. It should be easy to continue to expand. So we are now Fried Squirms, a proud member of the Earworm <laughs> podcast network. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's exciting. So That's uh, the double V, just like the witch. Yeah, boy. <laughs> we had to throw it back to the horror. So Yeah, it's it's a good mix of both, so I'm excited about that. But I did catch some interesting bits of news since we've been off. Not a whole lot, but some I thought that were kind of pertinent to the show. So I'm going to lead off with a bit of news concerning a movie that's coming to Blu-ray and DVD in December. And the uh, distributor RLJE Films is bringing the Halloween slasher trick to Blu-ray and DVD. So this is, of course, like a brand new Halloween-themed horror film. It is going to be released on December 17th of this year. So I don't know too much about it. Just looking at some of the, the news here on Bloody Disgusting, it looks like it stars Omar Epps in the main role of Detective Mike Denver, a man obsessed with a killer named Trick Weaver who has eluded him. So... Yeah, I'll keep my eyes out, maybe. If it comes up to streaming, VOD, or whatnot, I'll, I might check it out. All right, next bit of news I have concerns a writer we've actually talked about before, but the Georgetown Project, which is Kevin Williamson's horror film, adds Sam Worthington and David Hyde Pierce in the film. It's also starring Russell Crowe. I think we've talked about this before as a trouble actor shooting a supernatural horror film. So we'll see. I mean, that's not bad. That's a nice little yeah. little combo punch there to be added to the mix. All right. This is a film that is upcoming, and that is Bloomhouse's Black Christmas, which we covered the original. Highly recommend that one, especially for the season coming up. But it is going to be the first Black Christmas movie rated PG-13. So. That's right, because there already was a remake in 06. I think you're right. I think that's about the right year. Exactly. And, of course, the original, rated art as well. So this one is going to be released on Friday the 13th in December. 
So I don't know. This one looks like it's a a modern kind of like tell. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's more geared towards like a younger crowd, which is okay. So yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, I've got two other bits of news, and that kind of rounds out what I found interesting. But I did see that Jordana Brewster is joining Jeffrey Dean Morgan in Sam Raimi's produced horror film Shrine. And yeah, I mean, those two actors alone, actress as well, have been in some really cool projects. It's cool to see Jordana Brewster in another horror-themed one. So uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. All right, and then the last one I have is actually a film I just talked about seeing this week, but The Babadook director jennifer kent's the nightingale is coming to blu-ray in february so for people who want a physical copy it is being released by shout factory which i'm a huge fan of they always put out some really cool stuff and uh, it's getting dropped on february 4th of next year Uh, like i said it's one i highly recommend really enjoy that film i actually have one it's not like hard fast news but a rumor that's floating around and something that people are talking about for sure and this is weird. This is weird because it's a piece of cross news. I just got done talking about this on General Nerdery. But the Color Out of Space trailer dropped. Mm. And I yeah. think we talked about it in the past, but there's an adaptation of the Dunwich Horror coming up. They're talking about just doing a Lovecraft cinematic universe. Fuck yeah, why not? Daniel Noah over at Spectre Vision is saying that that's something that's being considered with these two movies coming up. And as I was pointing out, on the other show, if you read a lot of Lovecraft, a lot of the stories are somewhat connected. Good point, yeah. In kind of like the Stephen King kind of way, where they either share certain characters or certain families or just take place in certain towns. I like it. I mean, it makes sense, too, especially with the wave of horror films that have been coming out lately within the last, I would say within at least the last decade. They've been a little bit more on the Lovecraftian side of horror, mm-hmm. you know? So. I like it. Cosmic horror, all that good stuff. So, yeah, makes sense. We'll see what actually happens. I'm always kind of iffy with them jumping in being like, it's going to be a universe. But it kind of sounds like they're not just being like, it's going to be a universe. (laughs) They're like, we already have these two films coming out. Like, we're betting money on them. Like, we think they're going to work. So I think we can start to move in a direction where it all makes sense that these all happened in the same universe. That's awesome, man. Well, I am excited to see what happens with the uh, color of space, especially with uh, Richard Stanley back at the helm. So yeah, man, it's cool to see these type of films starting to get some really good recognition. I agree. Uh, that's all I had though. Well, nice man. No, aside from that, dude, like I said, I'm really looking forward, of course, to today's episode. It's a holiday episode, double header with some turkeys and uh, just getting to happen to do it on my birthday. So <laughs> going to be a fun night. Hell yeah. Well, let's get into the guts and bolts of, Inside and Martyrs. (laughs) Guts and Bolts. Alright, Guts and Bolts. Inside Martyrs. I should probably first point out that we have covered the originals of both of these movies. And Martyrs we keep fucking coming back to. Time after time, we find ways to work it back in. Mostly so I have excuses to rewatch it. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. But do you happen to remember the numbers? Did you look them up? Actually, I have my notebooks from those episodes oh, with us. So I was going to do that, and I completely <laughs> forgot to do that. Yeah, I usually have my notebooks around somewhere easy to find. But Actually, I might have my inside notes in front of me anyway, just because it right. might be still the same notebook. So for those who are curious, you can reference our Martyrs episode, which was our lucky number 13 episode. 
so we talk all about you know the director cast and crew essentially with that and then for those who are curious about our inside episode we cover that on episode 51 of course we get in depth with the directors cast and crew etc so yeah you can preface both of those before you get into these so i know because we're doing a double header essentially without spoiling anything either is like the synopsis for both are essentially the same as the originals yeah they very truly are i mean i guess i mean consider i mean they're remakes but they're also a bit of reimaginings so a quick one would be inside is a pregnant woman is stalked in her home by a mysterious woman and martyrs is a survivor of extreme child abuse goes on a revenge quest and her and her bestie find more than they bargained for I think that's a good spoiler-free synopsis of both of those. So the way I'm going to kind of tackle this is just the way that I wrote my notes, essentially, (laughs) for this. So I'll talk about Martyrs, and because it did release before Inside Remake, that is, I'll just go ahead and start there. So this week we have brothers, Kevin and Michael Gertz. They directed, of course, Martyrs, but they are also responsible for directing the short film Mass Transit, the film Scenic Route, and A Violent Separation. The writers for this, I do have to go back because the characters are based on Pascal Logier, who also directed the film, the original that is, his characters. And Mark L. Smith, he helped write the screenplay for this. He's also known for writing the screenplays for the film's Seance, Vacancy 1 and 2. I've actually seen the first Vacancy. It's actually a pretty decent film. He's also responsible for writing The Revenant and the film Overlord, which I was like, wow, that's pretty interesting. All right, our cinematographer is Sean O'Day. He's known for being the DP on the film Scenic Route and A Violent Separation. The editor is Jake York. He's known for the short film Drip, the film Area 51, Slender Man, and The Possession of Hannah Grace. The music was composed by Evan Goldman. He's known for the films I Am Death, The Den, and A Violent Separation. The special effects teams, which is actually kind of cool. I wrote these guys down. One of them is Mike Michaels, and the other person is Ren Rowling. So Mike Michaels, the reason I wrote him down is like he's known for being in the makeup department for such projects as Stranger Things, Guardians of the Galaxy, the film Taken 3, and Master and Commander. Just some pretty cool projects. I really dig Master and Commander. Yeah, and then Ren Rowling, as well as Makeup Effects. Now, she's known for such things as Logan Lucky, the film I, Tanya, the film Black Panther. She was in the makeup department for that, and the film Bad Company. So it's like, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Some pretty decent people on the, the makeup there. All right. The film was produced by Jason Blum, Wick Godfrey, Agnes Mentor, and Peter Safran. The production companies were Blumhouse Productions, The Saffron Company, and Temple Hill Entertainment. The distributor was Anchor Bay Entertainment for the 2016. This is for the USA's All Media. And the release date was January 22nd, 2016 here in the States. It had an estimated budget of $1 million and it grossed $397,000, surprisingly enough. And I do have a tagline which I don't agree with this tagline whatsoever. Okay, give it to me. The ultimate horror movie. Nope. <laughs> I was like, yeah, nope. Nope. 
right. Is that the only tagline? That was it. I was like, you nope. got to be shitting me. Yeah, so. Somebody didn't even try, did no, they? No, fuck no. All right, so moving along, our cast, Troyan Belisario, she plays the role of Lucy. And she's a really interesting actress, too, because her father has a star on the Walk of Fame in Hollywood. Her mother, which I did have to mention, is Deborah Pratt. And I was like, I wonder who the heck is this? So I looked through some of her filmography, and it was really interesting because there's a show I've mentioned several times on here, and that's Quantum Leap. And the reason I'm mentioning her is because she was like one of the co-executive producers. She was a co-producer, a writer, and an actress on that show. I was like, well, not only are we covering (laughs) her daughter's film, but I actually get to talk about Quantum Leap again. So (laughs) I thought I'd mention her really quick. But anyway, Troyan, she's known for such films as Consent. She was in the television series Pretty Little Liars from 2010 and 17. That's supposed to be good, right? I guess. I mean, I know a lot of people watched it. I never just, did. Just making sure. Yeah. Pretty Little Liars. And she was also known for Lauren, the television series, back in 2012 through 13, in the film Clara. All right. And the younger version of her in this film is played by Ever Prishkulnik. She plays the young Lucy. She's been in some pretty interesting things. She's been in the short film Eden. She was in the film Dark Around the Stars and the film Lennon. Bailey Noble plays the friend to Lucy, and she plays the role of Anna. Now, she's been in such things as True Blood, the television series, which is really interesting. She was in it from uh, 2013 through 14. She was also a part of the television series Timeless from 2016 and 17. And she was also part of the last Tycoon television series. And her younger counterpart was played by Elise Cole, who plays the young Anna. She was in the films Divergent. She was also a part of Fresh Off the Boat television series from 2015 through 17 in the film Cardboard Boxer, which is really cool. All right, the role of Sam was played by Caitlin Carmichael. She's been in such things as Wheelman, Life Itself, and White and Shining Armor, which is a television series more recently. And uh, this person's really interesting, believe it or not. Her husband is a little bit more famous than her, Mm -hmm. but nonetheless, I'm talking about Romy Rosemont. She plays the role of Mrs. Patterson, so I'm kind of getting into the family in this film. And she's known for being in such things as the CSI television series from 2002 through 2005. She was in the film Congo. You might have heard her voice in Kung Fu Panda Part 2. She was also in American Crime and the film The Avengers. Now, the reason I brought her up, too, is because her husband is Stephen Root, which is really cool. <laughs> that is really cool. All right, so the next person I have is Blake Robbins. He plays Mr. Patterson in the film. He was a part of the Oz television series from 2001 through 2003. He was also in the Office television series from... 2008 through 2009 he was also in the sublime and beautiful and the scent of rain and lightning all right the son of this family was played by taylor john smith he was in the film insidious chapter three he was also in the films wolves in cruel intentions and more recently in the film hunter killer the daughter of that family was played by lexi Hundred killer? Like Blade of the Immortal? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, Hunter, Hunter Killer. Oh, I thought you said Hundred Killer. I'm like <laughs> That'd be pretty dope though, wouldn't it? I'm like, I'm, I'm apparently just still thinking about Blade of the Immortal. <laughs> that movie's so good. All right, Lexi Di Benedetto, she plays a daughter. She was known for her roles in such things as Love is All You Need? Question mark. 
She was in Instant Mom and more recently in the television show Night Squad from 2018 through 19. Possibly our most famous actor, arguably, in this film is Toby Huss. He plays the role of Fenton. And I was like, man, Artie, what are you doing in this film? God damn it, Artie. I know we've mentioned him before, but this might be the formal introduction to Toby Huss. Just a few projects I think of him for being, of course, Artie in The Adventures of Pete and Pete. I look back, I didn't realize he was also in the television show Hey Dude for a couple episodes. Now, I also think of him because he voices Khan in The King of the Hill, right? He was also in a television series I've talked about a few times on this show, is uh, Carnival, which was HBO's. had several actors we've mentioned before in several films. And let's see. He's the drug dealer in uh, The Actually, he was also in Halloween. Yep. The more recent one. Yeah, so what, Reno 911? He's, he's been in some really cool shit. Really funny guy. It's Flanagan the drug dealer in the league. <laughs> so you awesome. Buy DVD? <laughs> I love him, man. He's so awesome. All right, the next actress, which I was really surprised by, is played by Kate Burton. She plays the role of Eleanor. She's a leader of sorts in this film. Now, when I looked at her filmography, the reason I was surprised is because she's actually in the film Big Trouble in Little China. She was also in the film The Ice Storm. You might have seen her in the film Swim Fan. She was also in Max Payne. She was in the film's Consent, 127 Hours, Unfaithful, and the film What Just Happened. I was like, wow, it's really cool. Another person we've actually talked about before. Unfaithful and What Just Happened are kind of on the nose. They really are. (laughs) This person plays the priest. He's in this film all of like maybe a minute or so. It's played by Ivor Broger. We've actually talked about him because he was in the films Chud. He was also in the Poughkeepsie tapes. You might have also seen him in such films as Fun with Dick and Jane. He was also in Ocean's 13, the film Jersey Boys, and more recently he was in the film Annabelle. And the last actress... Jersey Boys. Yeah, I was thinking that, but I've actually seen this Jersey Boys... Beach Boys? No, it's uh, The Four Seasons. Oh, okay. Yeah, really good, man. I don't know why I said Beach Boys. I knew it wasn't Beach Boys. (laughs) (laughs) A couple of Jersey Boys. They have have something, though. But the last actress I have is Melissa Tracy. She plays the role of the creature, and she's more or less known for playing a lot of creatures in films. A lot of stunt work, too. So that pretty much rounds out the cast and crew. And like I said, we do have to give you some warnings in this film. A few. There's violence. There's some gore. Wait, that was... Martyrs. Are we going to go through inside too? Oh yeah, for okay. sure. I've just given a few oh, warnings okay. just in case. I'm just so used to us like wrapping into the next. Okay. Yeah. All right, but yeah, I mean, just the basic shit. It's it's a double headers throwing me off, dude. I know it's a, a pretty much like this. If you've seen the original Martyrs, you can handle this film because there's a watered down version of that essentially. You can handle this film. Oh no it's doubt. Almost not even if you've seen Martyrs. I know. Even if you haven't, it's. A very tame in comparison. Let's put it that way. All right. So moving along, Inside. 2016, like I said, it came out essentially in 2018. But this was directed by Miguel Angel Vivas. He's known for directing such films as I'll See You in My Dreams, the film Kidnapped, Extinction, and Tujillo, Spanish film director. So this is like a joint United States and Spanish project. The writers for this is Jaume Belaguerro. He's known for such films, some interesting horror films, actually. The film Darkness, the film The Nun. He's known for writing uh, the scripts for Wreck 1 through 2 and number 4. Wreck is good, right? Yeah, like Spanish films, Spanish horror films. 
What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know, dude. He's also known for writing the scripts for Quarantine 1 and 2, the film Nameless. The other person I have responsible for writing is Manu Diaz. He's known for The Nun, the films Rec Part 2 and 4, and Miguel Angel Vivas as well. The cinematographer is Josu Inchastegui. He's known for being the DP on the films Extinction and the film Gun City. The editor is Luis de la Madrid. This is actually some really cool shit. And this is, I could not believe this when I saw okay. it, right? So the first credit I have is for a film. It's actually a short film. It's called Genesis. I actually own it. It's, oh, it's an unearthed film. It's a part of two stories. It's called Aftermath and Genesis. He did the second part, Genesis. The first part, Aftermath, is fucked. It's good. But I was like, holy shit, I actually own that film. <laughs> so yeah. there's another unearthed shout out. He's also known for being the editor on such films as The Nameless, the film Faust, The Devil's Backbone, believe it or not. Oh, damn. Yeah. Darkness, The Machinist, the film Extinction, Veronica, and Tujillo. It's like a pretty big name. The music was composed by Victor Reyes. He's known for composing the music for the films Buried, Grand Piano, Cold Skin, The House That Jack Built. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. And the film Finding Steve you've, McQueen. You've seen that, right? Yeah. Like, how's the soundtrack? <laughs> I mean, the music fits. I mean, the yeah. sound design's really good. Which, spoiler. I haven't watched it yet. So. Spoiler. One of my notes is about the music in this film. Uh, the special effects was done by Pablo Perona, which I looked up this person, too. I was like, huh, I wonder why. Because they've done some really cool projects, right? He's known for doing such things as Doom, the film. <laughs> Sell to Eleven, oh, yeah, Broken Embraces. Like a lot of Spanish films too, but one too I was kind of curious about was The Furies. So I was like, all right, some pretty cool shit. This was produced by Adrian Guerra and Noria Valls. The production companies are a laundry list. Um, I don't really want to go through all of them. <laughs> you can look them up on the database. The distributor for this was Embankment Films. They helped with the 2016 Worldwide, and that's for all media. The release date here in the States was January 12th of 2018. I didn't have a budget, but the gross was about $824,000, and that's worldwide. And the tagline I have is, some women would kill for a baby. Okay. Fits, yeah. It fits yeah, the Yeah, it actually fits. Yeah. All right, so the cast, believe it or not, some really interesting people, mainly from our main actresses. The first is played by Rachel Nichols. She plays the role of Sarah Clark, the pregnant lady in the film. I've actually owned a few of the films that she's been in. One of them is Dumb and Dumberer, When Harry Met Lloyd. I really enjoy that film. It's fucking stupid, but it's a funny, stupid stoner kind of film. She was also in the Amityville Horror. You might know her as uh, part of the Alias television series from 2005 through 6. She was in the film P2, which is a film I really enjoy. She was in the film Star Trek. Some people might know her for her role in G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. She was fucking Scarlet, dude. Yeah. She was also in Conan the Barbarian. She's more recently been in the television series Continuum from 2012 through 15. So a really good actress. The next actress is Laura Haring. She plays the role of the woman. And I know her because she's been in some really cool shit. Actually, one of them, early one I wrote down is she was in Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 3. The film I'm more familiar with her for is uh, Mulholland Drive, David Lynch's film. She was also in the films Little Nicky. You might have seen her in Willard, which is really cool. Um, she was in The Punisher. I was about to say I'm mostly familiar with her being John Travolta's wife in The Punisher. 
pretty wild. She was also in another David Lynch film, Inland Empire. And more recently, she was in NCIS Los Angeles, the television series from 2012 through 19. And she started off as a fashion model. So no surprise there. All right, the next person I have is Ben Temple. He plays the neighbor to Sarah. He plays the role of Isaac. He's been in the films Wreck. He was also in Galaxy of Horrors. You might have seen him in Cold Skin and the film Remember Me. The lady who plays Sarah's mom is Jillian Apter. She was in the films Second Name and Radio Love. Andrea Tivdar, she plays the role of policewoman, Alice. Another Spanish actress. She was in such things as One Fine Day, the television series Bulletproof, and Snatch, both of those from 2018. Stanny Copet, he plays the first officer who comes to visit. His name was Hugo in the film. He was uncredited for his role in Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, and he was also in the film Pure Life. Hmm. The next actor I have is Richard Felix. He played police officer number two, which is his partner, Rick. Uh, he was in such things as Fragile. A film I highly recommend is actually an inspiration for a Nirvana song, but that is Perfume, the story of a murderer. The name of the song is Scentless Apprentice, mm. for those who are curious and or familiar. He was also in the film Exorcismus, and more recently he was in Ash vs. Evil Dead in 2018. Next actor I have is Craig Stevenson. He plays Officer Mike, who's the second unit that shows up. He was in the films Darkness, Second Name. He was in The Machinist and Goya's Ghosts in the film The Motive. I've got two more actors, and that pretty much rounds that out. I've got Martin Swan. He plays the role of Matt Clark in the film. He was in such things as This New World, Real Live, and the television show, which just came out actually, is Dollface mm. from 2019. And the last person I have is David Chevers. He plays the role of Brian. He was in such films as Anna, The Supers, In the Box, and the upcoming film Way Down. And like I said, that pretty much rounds out my cast our crew. I know you gave them a brief synopsis, some warnings. Yeah. Um, Same thing, violence. Violence. Uh, women on women violence. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's some gore, some language. Violence directed towards a fetus. Yeah, there's definitely that. Uh, but like I so said, once again, it's just a, a more tame version of the original, essentially. Yeah, can't be stated harder enough. But yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what you're going to get with these films. I can't think of anything else without spoiling what I want to say about these films. Me either. So let's get straight into how Inside and Martyrs made us squeal. <laughs> how does that make you squeal? All right. Inside Martyrs. We finally fucking got to these. I know, this right? is We've been joking about doing this behind the scenes for a fucking long time. We now. really have, especially when we learned that there were remakes for them, too. Like, why? What the why? fuck? And guess what? Do you know what combines both these movies together? There's no reason oh, yeah. for either of these remakes to exist. No, and that's kind of the thing. It wasn't like there was anything they were going to significantly improve upon by their input. And that's the thing. If they would have... Yeah, I'm all for that. I'm all for it. But these movies <laughs> are just the other movies in English right. and toned down. Precisely, dude. There's no skirting around those facts at all. That's what you're going to get with these films. But that's okay. I think that's if you know that's the point, then it shouldn't be too shocking what you get in return if you already know that. So, okay. Big picture first still. Okay. Which did you enjoy more? Inside. Yeah, same here. Hands down. Yeah, easily. 
easily. I think for me, because now we're in the spoiler section too, is because of the performances that were turned in specifically from Rachel Nichols, the lead actress, is like she was actually. I really enjoyed like her performance. Like I felt that the actresses in Martyrs were good, but I feel like they were overacting a little too much. Yeah. Like I said, there's no discredit to them. It's just it's hard to pull off. If you're trying to do a remake of a film that's like super brutal, I'm trying to think of any other general questions before we start talking. Yeah, about yeah, yeah, specifically. No okay, okay. Since we're doing that, okay. Prior to going into the review and then, of course, watching these films, and this might be—I mean, this is kind of like a maybe a post-mortem <laughs> kind of discussion, but I'll go ahead and bring it out. Did you think that the films? We're going to be worse than what we got, or do you feel like they were worse than what you imagined? I thought that they were going to be worse than what we actually got, but at least in the case of Martyrs, I'm more disappointed in what I actually ended up seeing. (laughs) Yeah. There was a moment where I was like, okay, this is not bad. But for the most part, I felt myself laughing or at least snickering because I was like, man, I can't believe this shit right now. I was trying to do a real good job of, like, actually being really good about taking my notes and, like, not picking up my phone and shit. And it was so fucking bad, man. Like, I had such a hard time, actually. And I still ended up zoning out and, like, not taking as many notes as I thought I was going to. Yeah. And it's not that I don't have thoughts on those sections. I have plenty of thoughts on those sections. I just didn't know what the fuck to write down because I didn't know where to begin. I agree with you in the fact that, like... Especially because... It's also weird because then you end up defending the brutality of the previous movies, which can also sound weird. No, I understand, especially if you're not familiar with the former, like the originals. And if you're not familiar with either one, you're going to be completely out of context when we're, you know, doing side by sides and defending former, the more violent ones. All right. So I was thinking that these films. And I also went into my note taking. Mm -hmm. I was going to try to take notes that just reflected what i was watching and weren't just comparing it to the originals and i failed i 100 failed like i was gonna try to do that and be like i'm just gonna judge this film this adaptation has to stand alone yeah and then i'm just like but why would you make this change this change doesn't make any sense to make i'm just like okay yeah fuck it then <laughs> whatever i'm just gonna be yeah. pissy throughout my entire notes about but it <laughs> that's i think that's the thing is like i, I knew they were trying to be different from the originals but they did so much especially in martyrs too like they followed so much and then when they deviated i was like all right now is this where he wants to shift the tone you know it's like is this where he wants to shift it because for for the most part it was almost a shot for shot holy shit martyrs was almost shot for shot yeah. at some points and i was like okay, let's go to martyrs first that's now fine let's, yeah. let's fuck fuck the generals right now right on well let's... before we do i just want to say like mm-hmm. Much like you were saying too when oh, I asked yeah, you that yeah. question, it was just my initial like reaction going into is like, uh, I feel like there was going to be so much cringe for both of these films, but I didn't leave that way. I just I felt like they were going to be worse than what I actually got, but I'm still not happy. Yeah. Okay. Martyrs. How the fuck did she escape? Exactly. Right. And not only that, I was like, okay, well, much more toned down. But then right after you actually get a unit that goes in. And investigates and i understand why they're setting it up that way it's just uh 
It's their way of showing how powerful the organization right. is. Right, and not only that, but just to show, like, the early stages, perhaps, of it, too. Like, it's gone from, like, doing it in warehouses, almost kind of out in the open, to more underground. Like, they're actually being more smart about it, just using homes, using bunkers. But once again, they still don't explain how she actually escaped. Exactly. It's like they never really do anything beyond the point of that initial team, like, oh, something was here... And the original did that so much more subtly. Yeah. But you actually got to see why it made sense. Exactly. It's like, they didn't improve anything about that. I was just thinking, okay, she got out. It wasn't as violent. We just get the, you know, the impression that we're not seeing what hey, we what got to see. They, I mean, what did they do to her? Did they just have her chained up? Because, like... I suppose. Because, like, parents put their kids on leashes some places, right? Like, so here's another general thing across both movies. We've already said that they're toned down. Nobody gets even close to as fucked up as they do in the Not originals. Not martyrs, man. No way. Not and even close. it affects martyrs the most. I agree. I totally agree there. Because because part of the point was the brutality. Right. Is the nihilism in it, right? It's just there's no positive outlook that you're going to attain from the brutality of this. It's just bleak. I mean, we're in the spoiler second. And it's like the organization is forcing this upon them. And they're yeah. trying to recreate this. And they're torturing them to this point where they're seeing beyond the veil into death itself. None of the torturing in this seems that bad. No, even... I'm not trying to discount abuse victims. <laughs> but no, but if, you're, if your target is to If your target is to that. torture someone to the point where they're seeing past death... Right, into the afterlife, while they're somewhat lucid, I suppose. Yeah, you would expect the brutality is like... We didn't get none of that. I will give them a little bit of credit. A little bit of credit is that they actually did show some of the flaying of the skin when mm-hmm. they peel it back. It's like, okay, well, at least we got that. I don't think we got that in the original. Like, it was mostly them cutting and then just her, like, muted right. kind of pain. However, but the she's payoff also wasn't a as really good, good actress. <laughs> yeah. But she's that's a that's really, a really good actress in that role. And Absolutely. just seeing her face. That's all you needed. You didn't need to see the flaying, right? That's the only thing. I was like, if this thing has a little check mark next to it, it would be like, okay, at least they show this. You know another check mark? (laughs) Another check mark I'd actually like to give this movie that I actually enjoyed about this movie. I'm glad the original didn't do it because I feel like it really would have fucked up the pacing. And the pacing is part of what really drew me into the original. Yeah, yeah. But... I actually enjoyed the fleshed out little girl sequences. No, that's cool because that's ultimately what this film is about was more about friendship mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, in a sense it is, but there's a huge deviation, <laughs> you know, in the friendship in the original. But because they fleshed that out, it felt genuine. It felt natural. I felt like some of those little girl actresses did better than, than both of them. Yes. Yeah. Well, dude, one of my notes is simply the acting. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, some of it's decent, but some of it just felt like... Not good. Nah, a little out of place. Their first interaction in the house after she fucks up the family. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of where I'm like... fuck? That's like, are are they supposed to be friends? I'm going to back it up a little bit, though, once again, though, because I wanted one more moment with the little girls that I thought was really cool was when they were getting her to tell the story, and she mentioned the monsters, and then the transition to her drawing the fucking monster. 
it was kind of a cliche transition, but they actually did it really well. <laughs> I kind of liked it. No, no, no. Some of the beginning of it's actually really good. Like, once you get past her breaking out, but getting into the orphanage and a lot of that stuff is, it's kind of like the circle again, you know, mm-hmm. it comes to pay dividends in, in the end and full circle, I suppose. Like, this old man, that saying they have, some of the other stuff, there's a lot of foreshadowing essentially, but. I do like, like I said, that opening with the girls. I felt like that was good. But yeah, once uh, Lucy discovers the family, whacks them, and then, yeah, the friend comes over. Wow. One thing that stood out to me, like fucking sore thumb with the family, because it's such an unnecessary change, (laughs) but fucking, of course, it happens with the more Hollywood version. It's dad the one working out in the garden. Yeah, of course. Huge ditch. Yeah. Not even digging by hand like the mom was. Yeah, he's kind of like uh, was a backhoe out there. Yeah, <laughs> while mom's in making breakfast. breakfast. Yeah, exactly. And we don't get the fake out with the kids, which is what endeared us to the family. Right, exactly. Because you spend fifteen seconds with this family with nothing, nothing <laughs> given, so that you're actually liking them in any. No, way. no, no. You don't have any attachments. Just like any ordinary family, I suppose. So this is what distracted me a little bit because it's like, all right, maybe this film's going to ratchet up some of the horror because you get essentially what the original did and what this film had in common was Lucy going in and killing the family. It wasn't quite that as first brutal, shot almost exactly. Right, right. And even the son getting it, it's like, whoa, okay, cool. And then the daughter was like watered down. Yeah, you know, and I kind of saw that coming i'm like oh the director really wants yeah. the shot of her laying in the feathers fucking almost miike style yeah, yeah with yeah. the blood seeping out underneath exactly so i mean because it looks already i get it you i know? get it i, I kind of saw it coming i didn't see it coming from a mile away but i saw it coming from like a minute away but man <laughs> you hit the nail on the head it's like when the friend shows up anna that is it's like what's going on with this girl right of course she's shocked you know, you get this difference in how she receives the phone call, too, in the first place. So, anyway. Yeah, she's not already on standby. No, no, no. She's, like, chilling. Because <laughs> in the original, she's already on standby. Right, right. And when she receives it, she's just anticipating, like, they're going to meet up because they've they've got contact. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is, like, completely cold. She has no idea to the lead up, apparently. You're right. I thought that was weird, too. Yeah. Because I'm like, why are you making it so hard about their friendship if it's like they weren't even doing this together? Yeah. All right. Let me ask you about this. Monster in this film. Like for the adult Lucy. Dude, the face ruined it for me. Right. The flash. That was like the... Yeah, that was kind of the the transition from where in the original when she's, you know, like getting the night terrors or whatever. The original was to realize... It's not real. And she self-harms, too. Yeah. You don't get that impression in this film. Right. Well, and the, Not initially. The thing is, though, the in the original, once you realize that the monster is in her head, once it's you know made absolutely clear, you understand that the monster is either a version of her that's been tortured yep. or a version of one of the other girls that the people have been torturing her. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that's exactly sure. what the monster looks like once you know what it is. In this <laughs> one, it's a monster. Yeah. That face is not quite No. It's not a torture victim. <laughs> no. It's a fucking it's a monster. It's yeah. a jump scare waiting to happen. Yeah. And that's where I was like, ah uh, I'm fine with them like trying to mimic that a little bit. But if you don't establish that early on, especially with the girls... And because the victims don't get as bad, 
it doesn't, it doesn't it's not a make tur- as much sense. It doesn't because it's, it's just a monster now instead of being a possible right exactly because you understand the trauma that brings that shit to the surface in the original. Whereas this one, it's like you don't feel those transitions, you don't get that sense because everything's so tame. And, and their extremes aren't really extreme. It's like it never really gets to that point. The most extreme part is when they finally get to the picture sequence, which isn't even as bad as the original, but yeah. it's more extreme than the rest of the movie. Yeah, And then, like, the flaying. <laughs> the flames um, were pretty not great. No, uh, what did you think about the difference in when Anna, when she's finally, like, cleaning up and she goes and finds the secret basement or whatever. Dude, that was chambers. one of the parts I was tuned out. And I'm like, oh, she just found it? Cool. I guess I'll pay attention again. Now. Yeah, but my thing, what I was going to ask you is, did you expect her when she actually went down to find the plated-headed lady or that little girl? Because <laughs> when she found the little girl, I was like, are you fucking serious right now? I was right when she found the little girl. I was hoping she... I didn't think she was going to find the plated head. That would have been so awesome. <laughs> but I was hoping... But I thought she'd uh, at least find some someone her up, own right? age. Or somebody at least emaciated. Yeah. Like, you've been down there a bit. This little girl looked like she just fell down the way out. <laughs> I was like, ah, that's where... That's the angle they're going, is... This is how they're toning down the violence. Because before that, where in the original, Lucy actually kills herself. Like, after... Anna, like, trying to save the mom, and, you know, they're, they're doing all I that I want to back it up a little okay. bit to the mom bit, because there's a bit I didn't quite understand, is with the way they changed the mom, and when she comes back. to, yeah. it immediately wakes Lucy up. Why would you take away <laughs> the easy surprise of them actually trying to get her out stealthily? And still being surprised by <laughs> Lucy getting them. Why take away that suspense? I don't know, man. There's... That seems like a change that they didn't think through. No, I don't think so either. Uh, because I, I'm not misremembering, right? Like no, in no, the original, yeah. we don't know that Lucy wakes up until she's down there. Exactly. Because she wakes up in the other room and they're actually like being kind of quiet about moving through the house because she's had a chance in the other room to explain the shit beforehand. Yeah. No, exactly. There's like... You've already got context of what's happening. This is just like, it's quick and it doesn't make sense. And there's no suspense. No, no You know whatsoever. she's heading down and she's pissed. <laughs> yeah, it's just, a lot of that you can see coming, man. But the thing that really kind of pissed me off were two things, right? In, in a matter of those sequences was the fact that Anna called 911. I was like, man, this bitch is a snitch, right? <laughs> and then two was when Lucy threw herself over the top, the banister, and I was like, oh, she broke her neck. But then she didn't. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> this one is supposed to be like their friendship version, right? Right, right, right. Why change the phone call? Why have her call 911 instead of having her call her mom? Right, exactly. I don't know, Because with 911, all she's doing is snitching out a friend. And this is supposed to be about Thank her you. friend. That's what I was like. In the original... What? When she calls up her mom, and her mom is like, are you still with that bitch? She's like, fuck you, and hangs up with her. She's making a choice to be about her friend. Right, exactly. And this one, you're right, she's snitching on the friend. I know they set it up a little bit. There's a little bit of wiggle room they can probably can like back it up with. Is in the beginning when the girl, Anna, is getting questioned, and they ask her about... Lucy's monsters are like, do you believe? I don't know. I don't know. Exactly, right? So they leave it open to like, she's not completely decisive 
<laughs> she's like, I'm only around her when she's not crazy. I only she only likes me for my cookies. <laughs> I don't deal with that crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, cookies. Uh, apparently, cookies is, works. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was thinking. Uh, so apparently, Lucy yeah. taking a it's swan fun. dive just <laughs> yeah. means that she has to take a nap for a couple hours. She got like uh, stage one concussion. <laughs> That's all that's, that happened. That's it. Yeah, because it's like, what the fuck, man? I honestly thought she might have snapped her neck on the fall. I was hoping she snapped her neck I, on the fall. I was like, okay, okay. So they don't show her like slitting her throat or anything. That's cool. I understand they're going to tone yeah, that down. By that point, yeah, I wasn't expecting but, that. But yeah, I was like, cool. Like, she threw herself over. All right. That's, I guess that's it how you do it. disappointing, but okay. No, but then she's like moving around and stuff. I'm like, are you fucking serious right now? Yeah, and then after that, she finds the little girl. And I'm like, oh, man, this movie, <laughs> this fucking movie, man. So, all right, I'm like, all right, now are they going to torture all the girls or what the hell they're going to do? They focus on Lucy because thank you for bringing her back. The way they back. explained it seemed a little bit different in this one, right? Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe I just didn't catch it. You fucking somehow watched this twice. So. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> maybe I just, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> maybe I didn't listen to it correctly. All right. But in the original... They had this method, and they were just, they'd grab who they could, and they'd put them through it, and be like, we're getting pretty close to perfecting this. We can almost make these fuckers at will, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? That was the f- general feeling anyway, right? Right, right. In this one, they're like, look, some people got it, some people don't. It's kind of a crap shoot. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it feels. They were kind of rolling the dice. We think we're torturers work, but we're not sure, because we're kind of <sighs> shit at torture. Yeah, that's why like, this room. We this... only really keep it up for like one day. All right, huh? This this might be a huge metaphor for the movie in a nutshell. Is the lack of competence <laughs> in any of it? Like, yeah, this organization's not competent. This film, the film is kind of incompetent at times too. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. We don't actually seem to have a method to this. Yeah, it's just like we've got the base from the Whereas original. the first one was almost sterile with its method. Right. It, it felt clinical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just amazing. But this one, man, another thing, another thing that was like, ah, are you serious right now? Was Jesus. <laughs> that no. no, it was Anna singing that stupid, this old man. Oh that, yeah. Like, I'm like, are they really using that right now? And then, yeah, Lucy, uh, she's singing back. Like, Why? No, man. <laughs> so this organization, come on, tortures people to death on the reg. Yeah, it appears that they actually torture more people to death on the reg than the original organization in the original film. Yeah, I mean, this is a cabal that's that going we on. We saw here. that they had rooms just filled, dude. There's not a filled, shit but you ton know of people I mean. though. Yeah, and that was just one facility. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, they're going through a lot of motherfuckers. Why bury her alive? Why not kill her when they took uh, her to yeah. the pit? I don't know, man. That was weird, wasn't it? Kinda, There's no I kinda like organization the... <laughs> that's against putting a bullet in her head. Right. They just said bury her with the others. What I did like a little bit was when she came up out, like she came to and she was in the shallow grave. She gets clunked back in it. I was like, yes. <laughs> so she kind of deserved that one. Mm-hmm. All right, for snitching on her friend. I thought it was funny in a sense that the lady, the, the who was supposed to be the madam, Eleanor, in this film, she thanks her for calling 911. She's like, yeah, you know, we check all outgoing calls, and if it wasn't for you, 
We wouldn't have known. Yeah, and not only that, but thank you for bringing Lucy back. That was awesome of you. Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> we got your friend, because she's not dead in this version. I was like, man. But you're right. Then she goes to the whole sh- spiel about the fact that Lucy can endure more pain and die. suffering. Yeah. Like you said, basically saying, we just ain't cut for it. We're not actually we good basically at doing this. We're just good at kidnapping people. And then she sets that little girl on fire. I'm like, what the fuck? And the priest kind of leans in. And that's the guy who was in the Poughkeepsie tapes. Right. He leans in. He's like, no, nothing. <laughs> Sorry. Next. <laughs> like, this is weird. Um, the shovel to the neck was cool. Yeah. It's pretty tight. That was probably the most brutal thing in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. I just wanted to point that out because it was pretty dope. I wrote that down. I was like, okay, I'll I'll give him that. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I mean, aside from that, man, uh, the rest of it it boils down to like Anna going back into the house to break her friend out. She gets the girl out. She kills all those incompetent cabal members. Whatever. And she's hyper competent now. Yeah, she's fully aware. She's super lucid. <laughs> well, and she took a bullet. And like a took a bullet she's a crack shot later on dude she got the she got three off in that guy who ran i grew up with guns i cannot put one through the forehead of the fucking madam like that dude she was on point man <laughs> she was on point but yeah that was it got weird dude right and then she gets back to lucy who's jesus yeah she's she's in her jesus pose and then all right did you <laughs> did you expect all that, like, going back to the childhood, and then her eyes glazing over, too. <laughs> I liked the childhood. No, I like, the childhood is the good. Movie. I understand that. I liked the childhood. <laughs> it was kind of a callback but, to the original. Oh, yeah. I didn't expect the fucking sympathetic death. <laughs> I was like, so you can enchain martyrdom now through just Chilling. empathy, sympathy, yeah, cookies. <laughs> They're fucking, their cycles oh. fucking synced, dude. Fuck, man. <laughs> Your right. fucking martyr cycle synced. <laughs> they got that PMS. The <laughs> post-martyr. <laughs> oh, man. Post-martyr. All right. So overall feeling about this film was, all right, not the worst film I've seen. No. Not a, not a really good film. <sighs> Decent at best. Like, there were some things about it that's not bad, but it was a completely unnecessary film because it didn't really do anything either so way. so much of it was almost shot for shot. Right. That's kind of another thing is like if you're gonna do this, it's like every time every time you back board. out, you keep backing out too. Like when things should be ramped up, you pull out so fast too. It's like no, nah, we're not we're completely not gonna do that. And you change the wrong things if you wanted to make it about their friendship. Right. Yeah. The huge one is the one we talked about is like friendship isn't built upon dialing nine one one on your friend. Well, I mean, okay, realistically <laughs> it is. Oh yeah, yeah. But in the sense, like... It, in the sense of this movie, right. it's not. No, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like, yeah, it's a sensible person. In the sense this movie's yeah. trying to get to, it's not. No, the movie would have ended as soon as the cop showed up. But yeah, I, I did feel it was unnecessary, even though it is, it's made. Would I recommend it to people who don't want to see Martyrs, the original one? I would say, oh... No, I wouldn't. No, I would. I, no, if people don't really. want to watch Martyrs, the original one, I would recommend they watch not the original Inside. <laughs> Likewise, that, yeah, you're not gonna like either it's one still of them. Not a good movie, but it's a lot better than Martyrs. Oh yeah, as far as yeah, 
original or uh, remakes go? Yeah, for sure, man. The only people I would recommend this to is people who absolutely do not like horror films. I was like, do you want to watch your first horror film? Your horror film? Here you go. Yeah. That's about it. No, because then you can show them fucking... I mean, there's so much more you can show them, but... You can show them The the Gate. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's a much better film. Much better film. (laughs) But my point being is, like, it's not the worst film. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. No, no, I thought it was going to be a lot cringier. There are some redeeming qualities, like, so the the girls and, like, their sequences when they're young. Like, those girls did a really good job. Like, that was cool. I like that. Some bits of the adult wasn't too bad. Like, some of the violence was decent in its moments mm-hmm. when it was. The shovel shit. Mostly. Yeah, like, there was some cool shit. Like, even some of the running. Like, even though I didn't like the chase, but much it was they, still good. With how much they toned down the rest, I'm really surprised that they showed as much as they did of the priest offing himself. Yeah, That well, actually super surprised me. It's like, oh, he's the one blowing his brains out. Awesome, cool. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it, it doesn't do anything for me. I wasn't anticipating it doing that anyway. Um, Did she have to quip at the madam? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Did she have to turn into a fucking like, 80s action hero for a second? It kind of, yeah, it kind of went there, dude. And not only that, but just her demanding, too. What did she say? <sighs> huh? Okay. I'll be a martyr with you. <laughs> Apparently. It doesn't make any sense at all. Like It doesn't leave you with any... like. None of it was necessary. Anyway, yeah, that's smarter. <laughs> that's smarter. <laughs> that's uh, our glowing review of it. <laughs> uh, inside? Inside. Right. Inside was better. Much not better. Not good. Film. Not great. Not necessarily not great. bad either, man. Kinda, mm, I mean, yeah, it's not bad. It's not great. Like not, it's not. Not bad. I would say lower right. lower side of average. Right, right, right. I would say that for sure. I would say, would I watch it again? C minus. Yeah, I think that's fair. Would I watch it again? Perhaps. Right now, no. <laughs> Not necessarily. If somebody doesn't want to watch actual new wave, of I French would be fine watching this if that's the case. Yeah, then this is a, the better option. I was like, just know that it's not as good, but it's not bad. Yeah. There's some things, of course, I don't like about it, but that's okay. Yeah, like right off the bat, fuck that opening text. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. It gives away the game. Yeah, what the fuck, right? We do this a lot, but I want to say that it doesn't give away the game to just us. Like, people watch a lot of movies these days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's I think it gives away the game to a lot of people. You're throwing out that stat for a reason, and if you know that there's a remake, then you immediately know that your main character is going to be the one that survives. And if you don't know that this is a remake then you still already know that somebody is going to be attacking her for her unborn child. My first note, it just, it just opens with statistic, and then, you know, it gives this statistic. Yeah, I'm like, why? Why'd you do that? Stop yeah. it. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, exactly. That spells out what this film entails. It right? takes away so much Man, yeah, because the of next the suspense sequence. and the surprise away. Yeah. What could otherwise be there? I mean, maybe you already know she's pregnant and it's about, you know, because of the taglines and shit like that. But I still don't like the movie going <laughs> that hard on it. On a preface, yeah, especially. Just let us see it. Just let us see it. Yeah, like, we get it. We get what this film's supposed to be about. <laughs> All right. So one of the conversations that uh, Sarah, played by Rachel, and Matthew in the car, right, is about the name of the baby. Right. Did you notice anything about that conversation? 
I was going to make a note of the names because I felt like they were very specific, but I, I didn't actually do that because you, you are I was correct. Busy. You are correct because one was of the, it names, the name of all the actresses. The first one is like he says Anna, and then I think Beatrice comes up, right? And when they say Beatrice, it's like the reason being is because Beatrice Dahl played the woman. Right. And in, in the French version, so I was like, I think that's a little bit of a nod. <laughs> To the original, which is kind of cool. It's like if they did that, which I'm sure that is the case. Okay, that's cool. My next little bit of note is when they actually have the collision. I was like, all right, it's not gory like the original. Because the original, it's like, it's pretty gnarly. It's pretty yeah. brutal, man. <laughs> you know, this one's like, ah. Uh... I, so my, my note wasn't about the fact that it wasn't gory like the original. My note about that fucking wreck is you've got to help me out, movie. Like nobody's surviving that crap. That that impact, <laughs> fucking hell, man! It's pretty gnarly. Like, all right, they're not coming out of it like that. No, fuck no. And man. that baby ain't surviving while the other one dies. Not that kind of impact. Like she was driving, she drove head on, and then yeah, dude. All right, the front I, uh, flip while the other one just stayed in place. I watched a YouTube video because I was like, I was curious if there was any interviews and or like making ofs. There's a making of, but it's in Spanish. But the actresses, of course, are speaking English. And I was like, thank God, I can understand a little bit. But it shows that sequence. So they they had, I think, one of the vans just like had a, a pillar behind it, mm -hmm. and you know they sped the car into. They had the collision, and then they hit it at a 90 degree angle and then they attached like i guess a you know whatever a pulley and pulled it back to get the rolling effect but they actually use like these rollers to to have the actress and the actor be upside down so that i mean some of it was kind of cool technically in logical sense it's like no fucking way man no that baby didn't survive all no. the other one died i i mentioned that i made a note about the sound or mm -hmm. at least the music in this i was like i liked the use of the sound design in this film because in the original Sarah, she's not deaf or like has partial hearing or right. hard of hearing. And I liked it in this film because they, it actually has significance. You know, they pay a little bit of that in the car accident. I was wondering, it's like, was she hard of hearing a little bit before or after the accident? I don't know. It doesn't make a big, you know, a huge difference, but Regardless, it's like, oh, it makes sense throughout the rest of the film. I mean, I, I kind of like that about this film. It makes use of it is what I'm getting at. Mm -hmm. And the score itself is not bad. It's like, for the moments, it needs to be ratcheted up. It does a pretty good job for suspense, etc. But, yeah. So I still can't decide if I like the woman being a complete stranger beforehand more or less in this. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of being at the hospital. There's another note I had in the original where there's a sequence with Sarah. She has with her friend, her, her I don't know if he's like her manager or whatever. They have mm -hmm. a conversation in the park. I was like, oh, I think the woman in the original, she was like in the park. So she's already been kind of stalking her, you know. And this one, it's kind of neat because they do use it a little too clichely. It's the house across the street. And eventually, you do see a flash go off inside. I had, yeah, I was going to bring that up a little bit I was like, bit I mean, that's kind of cool, but man, it's a little too much on the nose. 
there was a part of me that really liked the fact that she hadn't ran into her at all beforehand, which made it a little bit even creepier. Like, who the fuck are you? Right. Like, even right. when she sees her, she's like... Has right, no idea. Has no idea. That was kind of a neat idea. At the very end of the movie, with everything that's happened in between, by the time they show, like, oh, that was her camera, that, that flash you saw in the beginning. I'm like, you let that much time pass <laughs> for this un... Just... It's not that fulfilling of a payoff by that point. It's really not. It's like, oh, okay, whatever. We kind of got it. This was almost 100% unnecessary. (laughs) It really was. And not only that, but to have it like literally across the street, it's like, come on, dude, really? Come on. (laughs) But I did think like her being a complete stranger was kind of a neat call. Well, yeah, it's a cool angle. I'll give you that. When she makes it to the bathroom and she, her hands caught. And she's getting pulled into the door and shit. The bandage? The bandage. Okay. If it's strong enough to pull her yeah. and stop her and constrict her and keep her up against the door like that, we don't hear any grunting from the other side. No. We don't hear any sound from the other side. It's like a <laughs> machine was doing it. Or like they weren't actually pulling all that hard and she was just really acting her ass off, which her performance is probably the best thing in this movie. So. I agree. I agree. But if it's that hard... How is there no constriction or damage being done to the hand or the arm whatsoever? Even that, like, it's like, okay, yeah, she's struggling, but it's like, come on, man. That's not, it's a little ace bandage. It's not a big deal. There is a lot of almost shot for shot in in this film, too, like, up to a certain point, which is like, okay, they're doing a decent job. I get it. A lot of it happens, I think, after... Sarah has the conversation with her next-door neighbor, her gay friend, and he invites her over for dinner. She declines. She just wants to be alone, etc. But she it, gets, you know... It, it seemed like the whole point of that conversation was for him to bring up, like, oh, everybody in the burbs, like, vacates at yeah, night? I like, suppose. nobody's gonna be around. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's totally vacant. Because that's why you live in the burbs, is because <laughs> everyone just leaves. I guess. I don't know. They're not, you know, at home with their families sleeping. Which would make more sense around the holidays, man. What are you doing? Um, um, yeah, or at, literally right around Christmas. If anything, their relatives from the city are visiting, and there's more people around. You would think. <laughs> I know, right? I don't know. And especially in Chicago. That's where this film is supposed to be located. Yeah. Why the fuck aren't you getting out of Chicago if you get the chance to go visit your family out in the burbs? Who knows, dude? <laughs> I don't know. Unless your family sucks, but... Yeah, different story, right? <laughs> so, we get the introduction to him. Like I said, the woman comes visit, harasses her. So, I've never her. been to Chicago. Maybe you don't want to get the fuck out of it. Maybe it's a lovely <laughs> Chicago's city. all right. I don't know. Like I said, a lot of the film starts to follow, which is... I kind of liked it. Like, even some of the struggle is, eh, all right, in the bathroom. Like, I get it, you know? Even like the tying up, her drugging her and giving her the oxytocin is like, all right, they're following up. Like this movie is following a certain logic. Like they're actually tying these threads together. It makes sense. Dude, smothering out the gay friend while missing the call. Was oh, dude, that dark, was. Dude. I did like that. That, that was, was cool. All right. It's not as brutal. I mean, it kind of is, but it's not as brutal as the guy in the original getting his dick stabbed. Right. right. That's fucked. <laughs> But this is. But this is like a different level brutal. Yeah. Yeah, snuffing him out because he's like, oh, you can't move. All right. Oh, you get a phone call from your husband, your partner. 
That was fucked up. That was fucked up. And then she went next door and killed him. These movies. That's like this film has some decent redeeming qualities. I'll give you that. That's a good one. I really like that. I even like the fact that they still stabbed the mom in the neck, albeit it wasn't. I didn't have the same effect. No, but But at least they followed through. I was surprised they did as much as they did. Yeah, I was like, all right, I guess okay, (laughs) not too bad. At least they did it. I also kind of liked her punching the woman with the camera and the flash. Oh, that was pre- that was actually that pretty, was cool. pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. It's like, all right, I like that. That was cool. Yeah, I'll give her that. I'm really glad that they didn't give in to the urge for that to be a Polaroid camera and then uh, to show the pictures that, w- that were took. Because <laughs> I'm sure somebody had it in the back of their mind. Like That would have been funny. That actually, I probably would have laughed a lot if that were the case. But what I was going to say is like some of the stuff I didn't like about this film was basically that last like little bit of sequence, essentially the finale. It's like, what uh, the fuck car fight? Yeah, that was stupid. So completely they, changed that. Like they took the film outside instead of kept it completely inside, which is the name of the fucking movie. <laughs> as soon as they went outside, it lost all suspense that was holding. Me. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. I was like, oh, now anything's possible. Before part what? of the part yeah. of the problem is like you're trapped in here. Yeah, you're fucked. Now whatever. But the, the town, world's your but, the, <laughs> but but nobody's home, so you can drive for how long did that fucking car fight take? And they All were right. pretty heavy on the gas. <laughs> By the way, they're not making it that far without crashing into a fucking building oh my God, or a tree way <laughs> earlier than they did. Yeah. But beyond that, it's ridiculous. They drove like probably almost a mile. They got some distance, but they got some distance. But you're right. I'm like, man, this is fuck. What the hell's going on? While man? fighting, just to crash like right across the street again. <laughs> What the the fuck is that all about? Uh, Like, I did see a review. Somebody made mention, like, were they just doing burnouts or donuts in the neighborhood? What is going on? Yeah, because otherwise they don't end up back next door. No, because she runs right across the street. And the woman knows where she's at. And eventually it leads back to the pool. And that's where I'm like, oh, man, are you fucking serious right now? Like, I get it. I get it. It's a metaphor for, I guess, birth, rebirth whatever i'm just like man this is oh you kind of you lost me big time right there i didn't particularly care for it i understand it's toned down oh it's a happy ending i also want to point out that after the crash and shit the only thing you're doing by having her go into the house across the street and seeing the setup for everything is giving away the fact that this movie isn't over and that she's still gonna show (laughs) back up and she's not actually Uh, yeah especially when you see like the bassinet and whatnot like, you know what's coming, man. That's her shit. The pool. Yeah, the pool. What do you think about that? Man. The shots were cool. Like, I'll give them that. Like, the underwater sequence struggle, all that. Choreography's good. Unnecessary. It's like, if you're intent on getting the baby out completely, are you willing to sacrifice yourself so that the baby can live and the mother can live? So here's the thing. I don't know if they were actually trying to be this clever about it. But one thing I did notice, and I am going to try to give this movie somebody that on the writing staff a lot of credit right here. <laughs> right. The one good thing that I liked about this pool, even though it was the most obvious metaphor in the fucking world. Well, yeah, yeah, obviously. Is the first hole that they fall through is made by preggers. 
right? That's her hole. <laughs> but they can't find that hole to get back out. And so, much like in the original, there's a forced C-section where the woman makes a secondary slit <laughs> for them to be birthed through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. I guess, yeah. Leaving one alive and one dead, much like the original. <laughs> I mean, the yeah. slit. Granted, yeah. Yeah, as you're just saying. I Two could alive see, like, and one dead. I don't think they sense. actually thought it that much. I don't think they were thinking about the fact that the second slit is the C-section. You know, if they did, that's clever. But, I mean, I, I completely understood, like, yeah, this is a lot of metaphorical shit here. Best way to describe it for me. But, like I said, this film, it's not bad. It's not entirely good either. But it's... C-minus. Yeah, I think C minus is a fair. I, I'd even go as far as like maybe a C. <laughs> I'm not quite ready to give it a B of any sort, but a martyrs good C. Is a D. Yeah, martyrs is a D. It's like it sucks a D. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it does. <laughs> Sorry, but not really. But out of the two, I was pleasantly surprised with insides. Like, okay, this is not bad. Like. Laura Haring, she did a pretty solid job as the woman. Not it's great, watchable. but yeah, she did pretty solid. Like I said, Rachel Nichols did a really good job as Sarah. Even some of the cops weren't bad. Like I liked some of the struggles that they had. Mm-hmm. It wasn't quite as effective as the original with the cop sequences. And even like the you blood lose so stairs. much when you move oh, out of the man. house. You really do. And that's where it really lost me. But I think for people who want to see, like I said, a, a toned down version. It's not bad. It's pretty solid. It's weird because it's also the mo- a more action version. It real, uh, yeah, arguably more traditional action version rather than brutal yeah. Violence. I could say traditional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one sequence. I was like, man, that's actually it's kind of goofy, but I kind of liked it. So we're they're in the kitchen and she come, the woman comes down to stab and she pulls the drawer mm. and it comes like close. It's like, oh, that's not that's not bad. It's actually pretty decent. And the woman still got kind of burned. Yeah, she didn't get flamethrowed, but <laughs> it's not bad. You know, I'm like, I, okay, I, I, I'll give him one. It's... All right, the burn mark over her eye was actually was like, that was all right. I'll give him that. <laughs> wasn't bad. <laughs> but everything else is like, ah, uh, C, C minus. Uh, and her just, whoop, baby time. Yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> All right, the most cynical question I have for you in this was they made mention that she thought about giving the kid up, I guess, for adoption is what it sounded like. Do you think she still does it? I was going to ask you that. (laughs) Dude, she can't even rely on her mom now because she killed her mom. I think think she's too fucked up at this point. Her quote-unquote best friends are dead. I'm not questioning her resilience. No, 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 no. I understand, but like... We don't know her emotional state and everything after the fact. <laughs> yeah, like she's in, she's probably going to be going through some but she's major still trauma. Be fucked up. Yeah, that that, that kid doesn't have happen. a stable family right now. The mom's dead. The neighbors are dead. Partner's dead. Yeah, she she doesn't have. <laughs> she's fucked. Maybe she's got an aunt or something. <laughs> you would hope, right? So I was just thinking, like, in the most cynical of terms, like. Well, they did allude to Thinking it. Thinking about it in the most cynical of terms almost makes this movie fucking better. <laughs> I mean, kind of. It's like, I feel, feel bad for the baby, but at least the kid has a story. Okay, so I doubt they're going to. Okay. 
I Re- think they I think remakes. they've I think they've learned their lesson. <laughs> but will we cover it if they do? And do you think there's any shot of them doing this to say frontiers? <laughs> oh, All right, let me ask you this. Or right. raw. To piggy to piggyback off of that, right? Raw, I could see them trying. I could see that. I could see them do, trying to do that. But what I was going to ask you, if somebody down the road, say in a decade, decides to do a remake of the remake of Inside and Martyrs, would it be a, like a true French, would the French remake it? <laughs> in their vision, the remakes of ours. I want to see the Bollywood remake. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, all right, that would be the penultimate if that's the <laughs> All right, but um, I know as far as remakes, like in the, the, the new wave of French, I could see yeah, Ross would be a good candidate for a lot. I could see them trying it. I don't. I'm not saying I think it's a good idea. I'm saying I can see them yeah, trying it. I can honestly agree with you there because it's a good film and it could be one of those where you, if you cast the right people and you tell the story in the right light, it could be a good transitional film from French to English. It wouldn't be too bad. But <laughs> we've seen what they've done so far. Not too great. Oh, fuck. What else am I missing? Frontiers. High Tension. Um, high Tension. Well, we've got, like, variations, though, we've done, I mean, which is kind of neat. High Tension is almost an American slasher. Yeah, it does borrow a lot of tropes. Follows a lot of that. It's really close. I don't think that there would be a lot uh, of trouble making an American version. No, but would it be just, necessary? It wouldn't be necessary. <laughs> no. Unless but you I can could think see of them something. doing it. I mean, we get behind a lot of remakes. If you have something new to do with it, yeah, then go for it. Right, right, right. I but completely something agree. like they did with these two movies is not necessary. No, no, no. Because but it, is it viable, I guess. I guess that's what I'm really getting at. Do you think uh, doing this would make anybody money? If they were to do it to ooh. high tension, if they were to do it to raw, or if they were to do it to frontiers. I mean, I... Like, do it like they did these. I think under the right hands, poss- possibly. I'm not gonna. I'm not willing to say yes. I'm willing to say possibly because there's always a chance. But if I were a betting person, <laughs> I'd say nope. I just, I just don't see it. I honestly don't. If you already have the better version, why make one that's gonna be? Unlike they said, unless it's a complete, you know, retelling or what have you, you know, then I'm okay with that. Like. Don't try to be what it is and then water it down. It's like, I don't need uh, that. Calvair. Oh, phew, good luck with that one. <laughs> remake. American remake? I would love to see that. I would love to fucking laugh at that one. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. No, it's just, some of it's just too art housey. Some of it's just, it's just a complete different vision. Like, some of that's not going to transition story-wise. Some of it will, like. Raw would be a good candidate, like we had mentioned, but Calvair, not so much. Raw is the one that I would least like to see them try, because I feel like the other ones could at least be humorous, uh, with how yeah. bad they could oh, fuck them up. God. Yeah, I, you know what I, I mean? would be inclined to watch them, though. But Raw, I think, is also like the story skeleton that I think is easiest to adapt yeah, to I, even like the Hollywood system. I can see that for sure because it's a good story through and through and it's I mean it's a girl coming of age tale. Right, right. And yes, it's horrific, but it's not I mean it's not you could worst. argue no, so you could argue that it's not really a horror film. I mean, it's arguable. It doesn't necessarily have to be one either. Man, like weirdly enough, just like the party scenes are almost just as hard to watch as like the gory scenes in that movie. You know what I mean? Like I was exhausted. 
maybe I'm just starting to get old. I don't know, but <laughs> no, it was it was a lot of fun. But I mean, I could see that. I think that would probably be the the highest candidate on the list, the pecking order for people that already like these movies. I mean, I think the answer is. I was going to ask a question, but the answer is inside. I was going to say, which do you think the easiest transition would be to the real one? Because I'm, I'm going to absolutely call the originals the real ones in this. Case. I mean, they really are. Man. <laughs> yeah, Martyrs is just too heavy of one. Like, it would have to be like the super art house avant garde. Yeah, it's it really is, man. Somebody can't like this version of Martyrs and make the jump oh. to the original. Fuck, I, yeah. You know what I mean? All right. For those who honestly like the remakes, this I guess this is more directed towards somebody else, but I wonder how they would perceive like watching the originals if they already like like this is the version that these softwares are like, oh I really like this film. It's like, all right, well watch the original one. They're like, oh, what is this? <laughs> I mean, but maybe they have the opposite effect, like no, this one's like far superior. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, it would it would super depend on what the person's limits are already yeah. at. But I just feel like, man, if you already like these films, the only way is up. Perhaps I suppose I don't know. Yeah, no shit. I'm glad those other ones that we were just joking about don't exist, so we don't have to fucking watch them. Oh my gosh! Yeah, this is not like a promotion for you to do it. We're just spitballing here, but. I will say this. I'm glad that we did review these because, I mean, in jest, we I'm we glad to finally know for sure with my own eyes. Right. There is closure there. And I wasn't thrilled going into it, but I feel a lot better about seeing them than I initially felt I was going to. So in that regards, like, they were doable. They were passable. Like, I watched both of them twice, so if that's any consolation, there you go. I do feel like I have to cleanse my fucking watching palette a little bit. Well, but. yeah, that's needless to say. I kind of did that a little bit with some other films, but I think for both of us, we're, we're definitely due. I got I got some shit I'm going to catch up on tonight, so I'm too worried about that. Nice. Hell yeah. But no, like I said, overall, um, not films I would necessarily recommend. Insight more so than Martyrs. Both of them combined barely pass our grade. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much exactly how I feel. Fucking Inside more than Martyrs. Inside is almost a passable movie. Yeah, I'm very, very fucking close. I agree. It gets really close. It's Alex, just... it's just it's just a few things <coughs> could have gotten them to a B, and, but they slipped on it. Yeah. Martyr is just nothing's there Yeah, has no. any heart and soul when it comes down to it to me. No, it didn't do anything for me except for make me giggle a few times. It's <laughs> just like, man, this is completely unnecessary. Well, shit. We haven't decided what we're doing next, have we? No, we, we're not solid on next week. Well, anyway, hit subscribe, however you're listening to us currently. Hopefully with all the tinkering around I'm having to do, like, however you're listening to us currently won't be interrupted at all, but I'm sorry if it is. <laughs> I will get it <laughs> fixed. But also, if there's any way for you to leave us a review like that, or in rating, like that yeah. shit, like, super helps out way more than you guys could really, like... Like, we love when you tell other people about us, but that shit gets us in the algorithm. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. People know what algorithm means now. It gets us yeah, in the algorithm. Just type it out. Let us know how you feel. The new website. Go check it out. Like I said, it's not all working yet. It's going to be working soon. Exactly. Um, the shit that I have left to do doesn't take as much time as the shit that I've already gotten done. <laughs> well, in the same regard, right? Type it out. Tell us how you feel. <laughs> no, 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 don't tell them that shit. <laughs> but no, I mean, just leave that shit just. alone for a couple of weeks. I'm good. No, you, already, you gave it the disclaimer. Like, give it some time. 
give me a couple weeks. I'm getting it all ironed out. But it is going to be the home for your Verm legendary listening. I'm already going to start branding this shit. Nice. We're going to be there. General Nerdery is going to be there. Upcoming shows are going to be there. There are ideas already for other shit that is going to be yeah. popped on there, possibly from us. I mean that in earworm in general, because Zach he has a couple ideas in mind for a couple things he wants to nice. do too. So hell yeah. So hopefully we're going to be bringing you guys a lot more content, which we have always promised in the past, and we're starting to finally come through on it. Yeah. So thanks for being around. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it's fun to see it grow in cool directions, you know, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens in the future. If you guys have any tips or tricks on how to do it better and not like in an assholey way, like <laughs> this link still is broken on your website. <laughs> yeah, like I said. Uh, but instead, like, we don't know what we're doing it. We're trying to fake it till we make it sort of way. So yeah, no doubt. If you guys know what to tell us to do, then tell us to do it because we would appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, but... Same thing, like, if you want to contact us, just uh, give us some recommendations. If you have some suggestions on perhaps some segments you'd like to see that we could do, like, we're always up to doing something fun and unique. And uh, also, we like to uh, review films that might not necessarily get a lot of eyeballs on them. So don't be afraid to hit us up. And we love you. Of course we do. Way more than we love these movies. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So much more. This week, I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. Fried Squirms. Oh! Happy birthday, Danny!